You know, last week I tried to say a few things about the purpose of the book of Revelation. Tonight I've got a second uh, second uh, uh, introduction to it, and I'll try to uh, hopefully say some things about it. But I do know this, that we need to understand several things about the revelation, and that's why it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Before we ever get into expounding it and telling what it tells. Now the human author of this book is John. The same John who wrote the Gospel of John. And wrote the books of little John. One, two, and three. Now he's 97, 96, 97 years old. He's the human author. He's the one that God used to write it. But you look in that verse 1, the real author is God Almighty. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. God gave it unto him. The real author is God Almighty. God gave this revelation to the Lord Jesus Christ. This book, the whole book, the whole Bible, but the revelation of Jesus Christ is not of human origin. God didn't, you know, man didn't come up with it. It's not subject to any error. I'm one of them fellows that believes if there's any error in the Bible, then you have to be the judge over it. And I'm certainly not going to sit in judgment on God's book. Now, if there's an error, it'd be me. I'd be the one reading it wrong. Because there's no errors in this book. Not one. I got a, I have a little bottle of whiteout. And I didn't have it at church and I took it home with me and I brought it back. Because <laughs> I make a lot of errors. And white out's good to white it out and start all over again until <laughs> you get it right. And that's what I have to do. But God don't have to do that. God don't use his white out. No, no. There's no errors with God. But this book is, is the revelation of the mind and purpose of God concerning the history of his people the history of his church of his people now I want to just give you kind of a general outline tonight just a general outline and there are seven seven parallel passages and sections in this Bible in the Revelation now let's see if I can explain that now there's you got a road up here and you got a road here and you got a road here and you got a road, you got seven roads they all start at the same place all seven of these sections start with Jesus Christ and His coming. And then over here, at the end of every one of the roads, you have the Lord Jesus Christ coming in judgment. But ever from the time you get here to there, every one of these different roads has a different subject on every one of the roads. It all starts in the same place, going to end in the same place, but there's a different way to get there in each one of these sections. And there's in seven, the word said that the the word seven of course fifty four times in the book of Revelation. Fifty four times. And the first section is this is our Lord Jesus Christ in the middle of the lampstands. In the middle of these seven golden candlesticks. Then he tells us what these seven golden candlesticks are. Right down there in verse 20. Chapter 1. He tells us what they are. The mystery of the seven stars. Which thou sawest in my right hand. 
and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels or the messengers, and then the candlesticks are the seven churches. And they're the seven churches. So you see, you've got seven candlesticks, seven stars, seven churches. And these seven churches, when you find the word seven, it always means complete, always means a perfection. And you have the entire church here in these seven churches. The history of the church itself and all ever church. And now listen to me, what I'm going to tell you here. Ever cert, all seven of these churches are but a type. Or just a type. They don't particularly deal with any point of history. Now there are some preachers and some people that teach that this one church, that was for that particular time in history, this church for another particular time, and you go through and you got seven periods of history. And then you get down to the Laodicea and they say, we're in the Laodicean age. But that's not true. These churches are just types. And every congregation, at one time or another, is typical of these churches. At one time or another, we all are on fire. One time or another, we all like the Laodicea. One time or another, we're like Philadelphia, full of love. We always, they're just types to show us. And they're repeated, and oftentimes in the same congregation, they're repeated over and over again in the same congregation. And also, I'll tell you this, and like I said, every one of these roads, every one of these sections starts with Christ, His coming, and His doing His work, and then going back to glory and in judgment, bringing judgment on the world. And here you have His first coming, and His coming again. Look in verse 5. Here's His first coming, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto Him that loved us. Now listen, that's what we talked about this morning. Hath loved us, and when He washed us from our sins in His own blood. That's when He first came. He came as the faithful and true witness of God Almighty. He was the first begotten, and He is the first one to ever raise from the dead in His own power. And He came and He loved us. What did He do because He loved us? He washed us, purified us, set us apart, cleansed us from all of our sins, cleansed us from the, with His blood. He took red blood and took black-hearted sinners and made them white as snow. In the sight of God. And then look what it says. And then while he was here, and Peter tells this, and we see it many times, he made us kings and priests. We reign with Christ now, and we're priests and we offer spiritual sacrifices unto God through Christ. And then look what it says, and he has a dominion forever and ever. Then here he comes again. Here he's, he's left. And now he's done going back to glory. And then he comes in verse 7. Behold, he comes with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. He's coming. He's saving us. Going back to glory. And he's coming again. And that's all, that's what every one of these things does. It talks about His coming, His work while He's here, and then He's going back to glory. And I tell you, that's, uh, and He comes to judge the nations. You notice there it says that even the people who pierced Him shall look upon Him. You know, when our Lord Jesus Christ, He talked about His, 
He told those Jews, he said, are you the Christ? Are you really the Christ? And he said, you'll see me coming in power and glory. And they said, we don't need no no more witnesses. He said, we heard out of his own mouth that we're going to see him come again. He's going to come in great power and glory. Well, here it says what he says. He comes in power and glory. And all the nations of the earth are going to wail because of him. And every eye's going to see him. You talk about what about the people that's dead? He's going to raise them all up and they're all going to face the judgment. Sheep's going to be over here. Goat's going to be over there. Judgment's going to take about two or three. It may not even take. God says He knows everything. He said, get over here. Open up the earth and let the rest of them go down. I don't know how it's going to be, but it ain't going to be good for them. And it's going to be wonderful for us. <laughs> ain't that right? Now here's the, that's the first section. That's the first road. Here's the second section, the second road. And I go over here in chapter chapter five. Look what it says now. You have a, this section starts in chapter four and goes all the way through chapter seven. And what it is, it's a vision of heaven and the seals. John said he looked up and he's opened up and he was in heaven there in verse one. Verse one, he was taken up to heaven. Sat there and there they saw a great throne. And then you have the Lord Jesus Christ. God had a book in His hand. And that book had seven seals. And I tell you, God, the four describes the one who's sitting upon the throne and the worship, the worship of those surrounding the throne. God had in His right hand a book sealed with seven seals on the front and the back side of it. Well, He said, there ain't nobody else able to open this book. The Lamb that was slain he rest and got that book and you have then, 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 then up until chapter 7 you have him opening the seven seals of that book and he opens all seven of those seals and when Christ opens those seals everything that, that revealed in those seals and we'll deal with them one at a time and he opens those seals one by one in between the sixth seal and before he opens the seventh seal, he's got 144,000 sealed standing with him on Mount Zion. Now what does that 144,000 mean? I know one thing, it's not Jehovah's Witnesses the only ones going to get to go. I can tell you it's not that. i tell you that right now, it's not that. You know, I heard a fellow tell me one time, he's dead and gone now. Here's a, one of them Jehovah's Witnesses, and he told me, he said, you know, he said, I don't care if I'm one of them 144,000 or not. He said, he said, I don't care to live here. He said, you know, live here for a thousand years. <laughs> he said, you know, I get to live where I've always lived. My house won't even get old. I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> but it's not a, this 144,000. It's not that. I can tell you that right now. But between that, he sees this 144,000 that are sealed. And then not only that 144,000, but he sees a multitude of, that no man can number with those 144,000. And so this section, like I already told you, this road, it opens up with the Lord Jesus Christ coming. He's pictured, first of all, as the Lamb as it had been slain. There in Revelation 5. That's where he had the lamb that had been slain. 
And then now he's ruling from heaven, sitting on the throne with all the power to open those books. And I tell you, then he's ruling from heaven. And then in chapter 6 through first, you find the Lord Jesus Christ, the final judgment coming. And then in chapter 7, you have the saints rejoicing because Christ is judged and we're with him. And we're with him. That's the second road. If I, if I can use it that way. Let me give you the third road. That, you, that we're going to start the same place. Going to end up different. We're going to get there a different way. First we had him coming. Seven golden candlesticks. Then we had him come with seven seals. And now we've got seven angels with seven trumpets. And that third section is they're coming with seven trumpets. And these trumpets... In chapter 8 and all the way through verse, almost to verse chapter 12, the seven trumpets. This section deals with those seven trumpets and those trumpets, when those angels blow those trumpets, it has to do with God sending judgment upon the earth, how it will affect the earth. Those seals has to do with God and has to do with Christ and His great accomplishments. But here are those seven trumpets there for judgment. And it happens what happens to the people on the earth. But also it tells us what happens to the church. And I tell you, God's books, God's people. So you see this little this angel coming with a little book. A little book. And that book represents something very special. And then you have two witnesses, two prophets. In chapter 11, you have two prophets. And they witness. What are those two prophets? What do they represent? And I tell you what, they come and those two prophets are slain. And then three days later, they're up standing on their feet. Standing on their feet. And then there comes a time when, the, when the, the, that the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. He started out as a lamb that had been slain. And then, then he comes here and he's, a, he's reigning on heaven. And he comes with a, with a judgment again. He comes starting. Seven trumpets. They affect what happens on the earth. And Christ himself comes. And oh my, he comes sitting on a white horse. Out of his mouth goes a sharp two-edged sword. On his thighs, written a faithful and true witness. And I'll tell you, when he, when he comes, everybody, everybody bows down. And oh, I'll tell you, so that's, that's the third road. That's the third road. But you start with Christ, his first coming. What happens in between with those seven trumpets? And then Christ coming to judge again. Christ coming to judge again. And then here's the fourth road. Let me give you the fourth road if I can. This deals with chapter 12 through chapter 14. And I want you to see this just for a minute. Over here, look over with me in chapter 12. I want you to see this. Just to give you some kind of an idea of what's going on. We have the dragon here. The dragon is the devil, Satan himself. That's who this is. This dragon is. He's the devil. He's the devil. And oh, look what it says down there now in verse verse 5. And there was a woman getting 
It says in verse 4, talking about that great red dragon and his tail drew the third part of the stars out of heaven. That means he took all these demons out of there with him. Cast them down to the earth and the dragon stood ready before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now Satan's standing right there to destroy this woman that's going to bring forth this child. And then it says in verse 5, And she brought forth a man-child. Now listen to this. It has to be Christ who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to His throne. And that woman fled into the wilderness. Now this is this dragon. He's persecuting. He wants to destroy the Christ. But he can't destroy Christ. Christ goes back to glory. He goes back to sit on the throne. It said God took him back up into heaven. But he can't get Christ. So who does he get? He goes after his church. He goes after his people. He goes after his people. And this section here starts with Christ and goes to the end. It starts with the birth of Christ here. This woman brings forth a man child. And you know where it started out in Genesis where it said, I'll put enmity between thy seed and the seed of the woman. That enmity was always been there. And Satan tried his dead level best to destroy Christ when he was born. You remember how he sent Herod and killed all those children, infant, child, everything, but anything below two years or under, he had them slain. Trying to get Christ. Get Christ's child. And then the Lord Jesus Christ, then he tempted him in the wilderness. Done all things that he could. He thought he had him whipped when he put him on the cross. But that's not true. And then that dragon, he can't hurt that man child, so he persecutes the woman. She goes into the wilderness. And we're out here in the wilderness in this old world. And I tell you by the very fact that we ain't got this building running over, tells us that people don't want nothing to do with God. But you can go someplace where they ain't talking about God, and they ain't talking about Christ, and they ain't talking about sin, and they ain't talking about salvation through the blood of Christ. you got people that just packs it out. Packs it out. And I'll tell you what, he uses the beast, this dragon. He uses the beast coming up out of the sea. Then he uses the beast coming up out of the earth. And then there's the great harlot, Babylon. And all of these things, they didn't, and remember this, all of these things, these I'm talking about, the trumpets, the sails, all of those things are pictures. They're just pictures. They're not literal. When you find out who the beast is, the one that comes out of the sea and the one that comes out of the earth, and you find out who that great harlot, Babylon, is, you'll find out just exactly what goes on in this world. And so I'll tell you what, then it starts with Christ being born, and then it closes with Christ coming in judgment again. Coming in judgment again. Coming, what happens while, while he's gone, and then he comes again in judgment. So that's every one of this, what I'm talking about. There's different things that happen on those roads that we go along, but they all start with Christ. Coming, living, saving us, keeping us safe, preserving us until He comes in judgment again. 
So it's the gospel over and over and over again. That's what it amounts to, if I can say it that way. And then here's the, the fifth road, the fifth section. They're called the vials, the seven vials. They're actually bowls. And that deals with chapter 15 and 17, 16. And these, these, this, these bowls, they're called the bowls of wrath. Vials of wrath. And in note, every one of those bowls contain wrath. God's wrath. God's wrath. And He's always... The Scriptures tells us He's angry with the wicked every day. God says He hates the workers of iniquity. And Paul told the Romans, he said, Don't treasure up unto yourself the wrath of God. Oh my, treasure up the grace of God, the riches of Christ, and the things that He's done. But there's people that just treasure up and just lay up the wrath of God against themselves. And they just get meaner and meaner and meaner. And I tell you something, these beasts and false prophets and all these that are out here in the world, it's beastly the things that men say about God and say about Christ. And he said, you know, that they're doing is just treasure. Just take treasure of God's wrath and just pile it on themselves. Well, then sure enough, one of these days, God takes them bowls and starts turning them bowls out and emptying them bowls out on them. And wrath comes and wrath comes and wrath comes. And then you have the final judgment. Again, he comes after all of his wrath. Then you know what they cry? Hide us! Hide us! From the face of him who sits on the throne. Hide us! And listen to this. They say this. Hide us from the face of the Lamb. The Lamb. Hide from a Lamb? From the Lamb and His wrath. You ever seen an angry Lamb? The world's going to see one one of these days. I'm glad He is the Lamb of God. And He came as a Lamb to me. Gentle as a Lamb. As a Lamb. He was a Lamb. He was led to the slaughter. As a Lamb, He kept His mouth shut. As a lamb, you know, and they'd take those lambs and slit their throats and the blood would pour out and they'd put it on the altars. Well, our Lord Jesus Christ, they led Him as a lamb to the slaughter. And He opened not His mouth. They took Him and I tell you, as a lamb, He laid on that cross and they didn't have to hold Him down. They didn't have to struggle. Never even winced. I don't believe he winced. I know he didn't wince when they nailed his hands and feet to that cross. That would have been an imperfection. And there could not but have been an imperfection in Christ. He never, he never winced. He never gritted his teeth and said, Oh, that hurts. No, here's a lamb. But boy, when he comes back, he was a lamb as it had been slain and opened that book. He's the Lamb that's going to, they said, hide us from the, from the face of that Lamb. And you know what? When we see that face of that Lamb, it's going to be such joy to us. Oh, oh, it'll be joy to us. I ain't going to be crying for nothing to fall on me. You know why? 
God's love. God, for we sung it tonight. It's well with my soul. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock. He hideth me in the depths of His love and covers me there with His hand. Oh my. God, you say, talking about Him coming in judgment. I don't have to hide. I'm already hid. Where you hid at? With Christ in God. <laughs> can you find a better place to hide? Hide in God? Who can get in there? Hid with God in Christ. Oh, that's where we're hid at. Oh, they say mountains fall on us. Rocks fall on us. Kill us before He does. Mm. And so you have those seven bowls. That's the wrath of God, the vows of God's judgment, and the final judgment. And then the sixth section, the sixth road, is the fall of Babylon. You remember Babylon in the Old Testament. That's where that's where they carried all of God's children. They carried the princes and all the and they carried them over there. And they held them in bondage. Tried to make them learn their languages and everything. Eat their food and everything. Well, Babylon is a great harlot. She's deceiving. She allures and she she entices and she lures people. Well, it talks about Babylon fell and great was the fall of Babylon. And then God punishes her. Oh, how He punishes her. And then He punishes the beast and the false prophet. Huh? And then our Lord comes again. Look what He says over here in 1911. Here in chapter 19 and verse 11. I think this is what I'm wanting. Oh yeah, yeah. Here He comes again. Here's this beautiful picture of our Lord coming to judgment again. And I saw heaven open. Oh my. You know, first of all, everybody says His judgments are righteous and true. And I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And his name. Oh, everything about him. He had the armies of heaven. And he came in the final judgment there. Down through this chapter. And he takes the beast and the false prophet. And he puts them down. He destroys them. And then the seventh section is this. This is the most wonderful, most wonderful section. Look in verse 1 of chapter 21. Oh, this is the, this is when it's all over. (laughs) Oh, Satan's cast into the bottomless pit and all these things are happening. And he saw an angel come down from heaven in verse 20 with a key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. What does he do? He chains up the devil. He chains up and then he puts them all in the bottomless pit. The devil's cast down. He's bound for a thousand years and then he's cast into the bottomless pit. At the end of that thousand years he's followed by a little season out of prison for a little season. Now I don't understand all of that but I do know this. A thousand years is as a day and a day is a thousand years in the eyes of the Lord. And you know it says that he's on a chain. That angel had a chain and chained him. 
and, and, and there's nothing this little season I believe is going on right now maybe but this little season and that's what God calls just a little season but he cannot do anything unless he asks Christ to do it you can't find any place in the Bible where Satan did anything by himself unless God gave him permission for it you can't do it you can't do it and I tell you what but anyway and then we see his final overthrow and Christ coming in judgment again in verses 10 and 11 and he saw that great white throne and him that sat on it there in verse 20 the earth and the heaven fled away and there's found no place for them where, where the heaven and earth both were gone yeah because down verse 21 it said I saw a new heaven and a new earth we don't need that old one <laughs> he destroys it <laughs> and oh and he said the dead the great stand before God and the books are open and all oh, the sea gave up the dead everybody gave up the dead in verse 14 death and hell were cast into the lake of fire the second death and everybody listen to this now in verse 15 who was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire ain't you glad that God had that book written you know some people talk about I've heard preachers say you know said well when, when God saves you that's when he, he writes your name in the book and if you live right and make it all the way he'll stay there but if you don't he takes it out it's called the Lamb's Book of Life in Revelation 13.8 the Lamb's Book of Life slain from the foundation of the world huh God put my name in there before he ever put a star in the sky <laughs> Before he ever said, let there be light, he put my name in that book. And you know what he signed it with? He put it in blood. The blood of Christ. Signed it with the precious blood of his son. Oh my. I didn't even know my name was in there until I read this blessed book and God showed me. Then I found out he wrote my name before I ever was. Huh? He knew me when I didn't know him. He he started when he started the beginning. He had my name written in that book of life. Huh? I tell you what he wrote. He wrote down everything about me, and that's what those seven seals is about. And that big book that he takes off the throne of God. That has to do with the decrees of God, and I'll tell you something. God, He has to do things based on eternity because He's eternal. He don't do things based on time. And that's how He can put names in the book of life before the foundation of the world because He knows the end from the beginning. He knew exactly where I was born what I would do everything about me but my eyes are the color they are because that's what God said I want his eyes to be that color he said I want him to get gray headed before he gets old 
Then I want to start losing everyone for it. <laughs> you know, I know we, that sounds ridiculous, but I mean it. Every minute detail of our lives are dictated by God Almighty. Every single one of them. You know why you and I are sitting here breathing and enjoying this service tonight? Because God said that I'm going to have them at a certain place at a certain time on November the 15th and we're going to deal with Revelation and they're going to sit there and I'm going to tell them what God did for them before the foundation of the world and they're all going to say, yes, that's right. <laughs> if He counts the hairs on your head, don't you think that He is interested in you before you got here? I already know my end. I know exactly what's going to happen to me before this thing's over. Christ is going to come and get me. He's going to come get you. And then He's going to take us to be with Him. And then when He comes, we'll be in the armies of heaven when He comes to get the rest of the people. Like I said the other day, whom He foreknow, them He also called. Them He called, He also justified. Them He justified, He also glorified. And I tell you what, I'm just waiting for that day of glorification. But just as sure as God's on His throne, it's going to happen. God's got my time fixed for me. He got my appointment. You go to a doctor and you may wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to get to see the doctor for your appointment. But when God takes your appointment, you don't need that appointment. <laughs> oh, bless His holy name. But oh my... But look what it talks about here. Now this is the final consummation. There in chapter 21. Look what he says. I saw a new heaven. I mean this. And a new earth. Why? Because he said the first earth and the heaven fled away. There's no place found for. The first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there's no more sea. And then I saw that holy city coming down from New Jerusalem oh my coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her heaven for her host oh my so you see we got look what he says down there in verse verse 5 I love this right here and he that sat upon the throne said behold I make all things new <laughs> What's new? New heaven. What else is new? New earth. What else is new? We're all new. We got a new song to sing. He said, I give them a new song to sing. Oh my. New Jerusalem. Everything's made new. But every one of these roads, that's what I'm talking about, parallel roads, all of them run right along beside one another. And they're all parallel. And when we get into them, just verse by verse when we get along into them we'll find such great comfort for ourselves such great comfort for God's people you know why? because it said Christ went forth conquering and to conquer and I'll tell you what and we know the end we know the end of this book huh? oh John what did you see? I knew heaven what was it like? It's new. I see a new earth. 
What's it like? It's new. <laughs> well, what are all these people around here? They're new. <laughs> oh, my. So remember this. The revelation, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ here. Every section of it expands the entire dispensation of Christ's coming, what happens in Christ's coming again. Every one of them. We have the first, you have the book with the seven seals. You have Christ in the seven churches. You have the seven trumpets of judgment. Fourth, you have the woman and the man-child persecuted by the dragon and his helpers. Then you have the seven vials and the bowls of wrath, the fall of Babylon and the beast, and the judgment upon the dragon, and then followed by a new heaven and a new earth. And so when we get into these things, a little bit at a time, and, I'll, and when, when we get started, you know, you just read a chapter before the one I'm going to deal with and then, then you'll be kind of familiar with it but oh my we have got a gospel That's, we preach exactly what this book says you know what it says it said Christ came Christ came and what did he do when he got here he conquered he conquered death he conquered hell he conquered the grave he conquered sin and he has the keys and then he loved his people and washed his people from their sins. He went back and sits at God's right hand. And he's coming again. And ever I'll see him. And that happens over and over and over again. And in different intervening times, while he's coming and all the things that goes on, different things he does on this earth and different things he does for his people. And they all got a different aspect to them. And God help him. I, I pray that God please help me to deal with this thing honestly and truly and if I don't know what it means I'll say well we'll find out when we get there what that means you know and one of these days we will know it all (laughs) you know you hear people say now you know boy he's a know-it-all he's a know-it-all well we will one of these days be (laughs) know-it-alls I'm looking forward to it ain't you the only thing I want to know while I'm here right now is the Lord Jesus Christ and when I get to heaven that's all we'll know there too well that's all we'll know there too our Father oh blessed blessed Savior thank you for allowing us to meet here tonight thank you for your precious word Lord I tremble in your presence tremble when I deal with these things makes me shake in your presence and Lord I don't want to be wrong I don't want to have the plagues added unto me that's in this book because I never dealt with it correctly and rightly so you guide us guide me direct my steps order my thoughts order my heart order my study so that I'll honor you be truthful be honest before you and before the people. Lord, we need you. You are all in all. And we look so forward to when we get to be with you. And truly, truly,
you will be all in all. You're the light of that city. You're the Lamb, the precious Lamb of God. Thank you for meeting with us. God bless these dear saints. Those who are not with us, Lord, bless them. Thank you for this opportunity to preach. Bless them as they go home. We ask you to meet their needs for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. All right. Did you hear what Jesus said to me? They're all taken away, away. Your sins are pardoned and you are free. They're all taken away. They're all taken away, away. They're all taken away, away. They're all taken away, away. They're all taken away. They're all taken away. Amen. Amen. See you Wednesday.